Too Sweet Playing, and welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, and I am joined somewhat reluctantly by the COO and other co-founder and co-host and unlicensed Ghostbuster, Charlie Rivera. What up, Charlie boy? Happy Comic Book Day Observed. Observed. On this beautiful Friday night, my bubbling big brother. Woof. How are you, sir? I gotta tell you, I mean, aside from the fact that my allergies are doing their very best to hold me down... Like I was Andre the Giant in the mid-80s and half the roster of Don't Touch Me There Wrestling has run out from the backstage to pin me, much to my chagrin. Um, other than that, I'm doing what I do, man. I'm doing what I do. I, uh, How about you, kid? I was, was in show prep. I'm doing my notes. I'm putting together the graphics. And suddenly I was like, I'm getting sick. I, Of course I'm getting sick. Why? I, like, forget I have allergies sometimes. I didn't take yeah, my pill this bad. morning, and I just decided let's have weird, itchy throat all day. That would serve me well. Yeah, uh, it's not that- like there's no sprays, pills, juices of various fucking types and fruits. Yeah. Um, so, well, you yeah, know so the just problem really- is we Timmy. did more this week. First of all, I haven't this, seen this you more. Week has been a month. We have we have done a month's worth of stuff, both good and unfortunately uh, bad, within just this like seven day window since we saw actually more than seven days. Yeah. Uh, but since we've seen these lovely, lovely nerds and geeks, uh, we've had a lot, lot going on. Why don't you start off? Why don't you tell the, the I people mean, the good, good? Let's start on as, the upswing. As always, all good, good starts with me. We celebrated my birthday. A wonderful, wonderful gift giver that you are. Uh, took me to go see Bill Burr live. One of the funniest people Oof. on the uh, on the, the planet. The, the baldest, gingerest, funniest son of a bitch. Just oh I mean God. three. We were we were surrounded by like three thousand people and yeah. two thousand beer carts. There was more. I keep forgetting the name of the venue. The the TCN? It was the uh, the the PNC uh, Arts. Um, it was not uh, the PNC Arts Center, and basically it was like a a dug into the earth dome. And it, it visually, which was ironic considering Bill Burr's recent. Uh, Mandalorian appearances. It truly looked like a UFO crash landed uh, in this little uh, little town out in Jersey, and they said, "You know what? There's already the seats. Let's just throw some lighting up, and uh, we'll bring in a couple of acts here and there." So yeah, we we saw Bill Burr, a special opener, special guest opener that nobody was expected. Joey Diaz, who looked who looked just uh-huh. great. Good old Joey Coco Diaz. Hell yeah! I forget the uh, the other opener, the Mohawk fella. Uh, but he was also, also very, very, funny. very funny. Yeah, and I uh, suspect sold Bill Burr drugs. So, I feel like that I mean, was that con- was the confirmed. Yeah, definitely confirmed. Um, special uh, extra special shout out. Um, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Whenever I am assigned seating, 
for uh, where I'm assi- assigned, uh, like like somebody somebody to uh, to be on my left. She's always an Asian, and she's always problematic, just like uh, my star turn in the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, our seats had assi- had us assigned to me the drunkest young Asian lady who at one point in the show decided she had quite had enough uh, and she started to take a little nappy poo on her uh, on her fella the problem is her fella was sitting to her left whereas I was sitting to her right and she just curled up sweet as can be on my left shoulder and I leaned over to the guy I'm like you wanna you wanna do something over here a little help uh yeah yeah I can use a little assistance my friend um, but very, very, I mean, that was, that was just one of many, many laughs that were had uh, today. I mean, also, I, I, as well as tell them about our little, uh, our little side mission that yes! we decided to, to I only because we were out there. There is never, uh, an occasion where I wouldn't rather be at the secret stash. I don't think snapping necessarily helps the camera. That was it, super weird. For it actually our, helps our, you a lot of time. I'm like, come on, man. Audio, on point. Our audio-only listeners. Um, but the awesome Sarah was working at the secret stash. Yes, 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 uh, yes. She gave us a tour of the new digs. Uh, I got to tell you, as much as the secret original secret stash was a holy ground, uh, the new and improved larger floor space there's so much more room for activities i instantly (laughs) felt one i felt wildly welcome in the the secret stash it's one of the greatest comic book stores ever unlike Uh, the prior version in which you had an order of protection i mean listen can't blame you that charlie is a he's a hard lover i totally mean here's eventually i will get to meet kevin smith he's been ducking dodging and diving away from me for decades now but no it was an absolute awesome awesome time sarah was amazing she She actually hooked me up uh very recently kevin was in the store Uh, of course not when we were there uh but he signed issue two of his daredevil run from marvel knights so i uh, i added that to my collection you got me a very very great uh, a short box that was decorated with the stash logo and iconography. Oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. That place is like nerd mecca. Uh, so no, that it, was an absolute It really blast. is. I mean, and it's not just limited to the Kevin Smith, um, the Kevin Smith verse. Um, I mean, just like the the sheer. It, it, honestly, it's if 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 push ever comes to shove, uh, and they start launching the 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 intercontinental ballistic missiles. Um, they need to just put a shell around around the stash and just protect it as like the the comic book, you know, mecca. It, it really is. And uh, Mike's doing a, a wonderful job bringing her along. I mean, she obviously has a ton of uh, a ton of knowledge already, and she's just building on that. And uh, I actually caught today that they brought in a ton of, of manga uh, material, which kind of was by request almost. Um, so they're really just doing a beautiful job. They're serving the community. Red Mac is a dope, dope town. My only real complaint is that it's not close as close to Weehawken as a dum-dum from New York thought. It would. I'm like, ah, great. It's probably around the corner, right? Yeah, yeah. Get in the car. When that when the timer hits about an hour, then start paying attention to your surroundings. I think um, my issue with Red Bank is that ATMs are hard to come by, and sometimes on a busted wheel, your brother walks you right past the convenient oh ATM God. 
to walk like 19 miles. Not once, um, but twice. If anyone is looking for a legitimate million dollar idea <laughs> out there, uh, we are not selfish. We're happy to dole them out as we see fit. And uh, this is not, this is not, uh, this is not a false flag. I'm telling you. Open up an ATM store in Red Bank, and you will never close. There is not an ATM to be found. I mean, yeah, around the corner from where we were, for sure. But then for like another damn mile, and Charlie was the walking wounded, but he was a he was an absolute trooper, man. Uh, any anything to to justify a stash visit. Um, yeah, that unfortunately, was, that was the old good, good. Yeah, that was all the good. Un, good. Un, unfortunately, uh, other than an amazing alehouse. That the name eludes me. Uh, the second time we met up this week was wasn't for as happy no. circumstances, sad but days, uh, sad days. but at least we got to do it uh, together. That is why the show was postponed, and now yeah, we're well, here. Well, you know, we we don't have to be uh, we don't have to be coy about it. We uh, we just recently lost two very very important people. Um, our aunt Gladys uh, sadly passed away, uh, so we had her funeral service. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, when we when we normally have been uh, putting this show out, the the live uh, the, the live version of the show out that you're watching right now, uh, got pushed back, and and we also lost very very good personal friend uh, to us both, and and uh, very much so a supporter and friend of the show, Sean Burbage, uh, very sadly lost his father, um, Mr. William Henry Burbage passed away as well, um, so. Uh, Later that night, I ended up attending his uh, his wake. Um, he was only interred today, and uh, just just you know, very sad. But um, with every sadness, you, you you do see that like that sprig of light. the The amount of uh, love that's obviously present at, at both venues, for lack of a better term, um, really kind of s- speaks to you, especially when. Just the regular humdrum annoyances of day-to-day stuff kind of ends up feeling bigger than it is. You, you, you very often lose perspective. But uh, when important people are lost uh, and then you see the loved ones coming together and uh, reacting in such a way and, and picking each other up and, uh, you know, being able to be there for those people. Um, uh, it, it, again, it's, it's a... It's a magnifying glass. It, it puts things in perspective. So, um, again, a sad day, but it brought us to a very, very special, a very, very special Friday recording of U.S. Comics cast. So we're glad that you folks, you good nerds and nerdettes, are here <laughs> sharing it with us. Um, but I uh, and we are live. Charlie, hell we yeah, are live. live. So, so comment. Let us know what you think. But the the for me, man. I don't know about you, but the way I compensate for how cruel life can be is by investing way too much time and energy into the things I love. Uh, And the nice thing about it is, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in because that was the plan. Um, The the fact of the matter is there's a ton, a ton, a ton of bailouts out there. Just like all the huge corporate gigs got (laughs) when they were in need. As individuals, we also as well as need the emotional bailout. And the kings and queens out there in Creatorsville, the ones that we look up to and aspire to, uh, they did not come up short just when they knew that we needed something to take our minds to elsewhere land. They have damn done so 
with a flourish, with a plum, and to great, great excess. So, Charlie, I'm actually going to let you... Only because yes. you, know, you try to ease into my lane a little bit, but I, I don't understand. You're, you're, I was you're heavy, you're heavy the on ball. the pedal. <laughs> um, but that all being said, there is so much, so much good, good yes. coming up on the big and small screens for us. So I really do think that we should uh, start the show today talking about them. Let's talk about the movies. Um, the, the coming damn attractions. We're in the summer season officially. Yes! Kids are having their last day of school. Um, Will Smith is pumping on the radios, except if you're Chris Rock. Um, like, summertime is upon us, and that means it is the time for the big, big uh, cinematic and small screen offering. So I know that you put in some extra time. I mean, obviously, we were just off screen talking about... Uh, certain episodes of shows, uh, this show or that show, which we will be speaking about in their totality when they wrap up. Um, but you actually talked about one of the very, very first offerings to come out for this summer season that you're like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna, eh, I'm just gonna watch them all. Give them to me. I haven't I'll even take, begun. So I'll yeah, take so, that. so yeah, take Fuck take sleep. the lead. St- start us off with Umbrella Academy, or so, <clears throat> uh, as they're better known in the new universe, uh, Sparrow Academy. I got to say, they had me at the better uniforms. Uh, Sparrow <laughs> Academy uh, takes takes center stage for season three of Umbrella Academy, uh, starring uh, most uh, in, in one of their most iconic roles, although taking a big change this season, but starring Elliot Page, uh, first, first build uh, out of that amazing cast. I think season three of Umbrella Academy, I cannot wait for you to catch up to talk about it on this show. Uh, I am on record. I have been on record for years saying Umbrella Academy is a comic I, I really, really like. However, Umbrella Academy, the TV show, oh, baby, do I love me some Umbrella Academy. I, I cannot I can't believe wait to talk about that it. the folks at Netflix are not blowing up your cell with that type of of uh, uh like a, of, of announcement that's how my favorite but like i gotta tell you this is a comic that i really really i like it i like it it's all right it's all right um no no well, there's I'm, no I'm totally there's no word you. for super deluxe love because like i my like starts pretty in love and then like i'm i prop, i would propose to the umbrella academy series Netflix you know what i'm saying gonna... i'm not looking for a good time i'm looking for a long time Netflix is looking to, to knock on your door like when nobody's looking and just like slide a folded up note like we were back in school. You're like, uh, do do you like Umbrella Academy? Like, like it, like it? Do you love it or do you not like it? Um, I uh, any series that unapologetically uses domino masks with the white eyes, and they're sure. like, it's part of the mask. Shut the fuck up. Sorry, Deadpool. Like. Umbrella Academy still has you beat. Because your shit's like witchcraft in Deadpool. Umbrella Academy's like, yeah, 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 it's a lens. Shut the fuck up. They, uh, I love it. Um, they they uh, famously, I, I would say, uh, took no effort to like explain like, okay, well, here's the reason why these people are the way they are, at least to this point, at least in video form. Um, no universe where they can be like, 
I'm not going to tell you why people got powers, where these certain specific amount of people came from. Uh, we're sure as hell not going to tell you how I can see through this totally opaque white pupil, except for the fact it just looks cool. Just freaking deal with it. Well, that's Homeboy's that... got a monocle. Nobody explained why that works. The 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 last thing I'll say about Umbrella Academy before we really dive into it in a future yeah. episode, the Sparrow Academy straight up is showing the X-Men how to do it. They're like, fucking just put on some tights and shut the fuck up, Hugh Jackman. It seems like such a wonderful attack on the industry. But I'm going to kick it right back to you, John, because uh, obviously I need you to absorb the Umbrella Academy stat. But what are you looking forward to? What's the, uh, what are the, the goobers heading down that dancing candy aisle? <laughs> so um, there, there, were certain, uh, there were certain programs, uh, certain of my stories that I like to watch, that I knew were just about ripe. For the return, whether it was where they kind of fell in the normal release schedule, whether it was um, what uh, kind of the now we're at least hopefully in the post-COVID version of this, the release schedules. So many of these things are on the streaming services, which are not slaves necessarily to the seasonal releases. Um, a lot of them I knew were coming, but I was still shocked. I'm like, oh my God, they're here, they're here. It was really like... You were in such a fitful sleep, like you were so jammed full of sugar plums and candy canes and roast beast, not me, but you guys, um, that you were like, mm, like you didn't even bother setting the clock for Christmas morning and just your eyes fluttered open, you're like, kicking your little feety pajamas out from under the sheets because you got to let them breathe a little bit and you're like, oh snap, it is Christmas morning and you run downstairs and all these beautiful shows are all there under the tree for you um probably my number one that i was stupid jazzed about that it was finally finally here and it did it does come i'll admit the little bit of trepidation of you better not mess this up i will come and get you west world season four oh boy is upon us get on the train get to town don't make that face son because season three, now here's Nervous. the thing. I loved, I loved, uh, I more than loved, I more than loved season one. I was very, very in like with season two. Season three left me a little, left me a little bit wanting more. Personally, I blame Jesse. Every time that kid shows up, things go haywire. God damn, Jesse. There's some um, robots, bitch. Shut the fuck but, up, Jesse. Season four does promise us, at least from the from the trailers, and HBO does do a good job with trailers. So I've been hurt before. Uh, the trailers for Westworld season four very much looks like a return to form. Uh, I am so so excited. Lord knows I don't need much of an excuse to play cowboy, uh, whether it's online with Charlie, who's just a menace to every poor virtual town that he rides into with me in Red Dead Online, uh, whether it's in real life, because I got the chaps, buns <laughs> out, it is Pride Week, whatever. Um, I mean, I, I don't need an excuse. I love, love the Western genre, uh, Westworld Season 4. Uh, that's the first damn one uh, that caught my attention. What about you? Like, what's on, what's on the radar that you're like, ooh, baby, let me get the chapstick out. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to HBO Max, but first I want to give a shout out over on <laughs> Facebook. Carolyn saying rewatch seasons one and two of Westworld and YouTube recaps for season three. I think that's solid that's, advice. That's a to that's optimize, a solid, solid game plan, Carolyn. Optimize nice. your enjoyment. But for me, you know, sometimes there's pressure in these things I love and I hold so sacred. So a lot of times what I'm looking forward to most in this world are yeah. the things I know I could just kick back, put up my feet, and I know nine out of ten times it's gonna work for me every time. We got like a, season like a three. No we got season three on HBO Max of the Harley Quinn animated series. Oh, yeah, you yeah, talk yeah. about DC versus Marvel and everyone rolls their I, eyes. I don't and then you have to remind them I don't you talk have to about remind that. them that DC's animated slate the 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 nuts on harley quinn harley quinn swam so that peacemaker could fly and now knowing that they got to experience peacemaker that's the new bar of fucked up dc shit i'm excited to see what harley and the gang yeah. uh bring to us again the just it's 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 insane how much i love this series I mean, it's dynamite. The, the bottom line is this, and, and Pride Week, um, I don't want to gloss over it because we really haven't touched on it. Uh, I think next week we absolutely need to. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is, I, I, I don't, I'll, I'll rope in Marvel into this conversation as well because people love to do so. Uh, it's like DC and Marvel are married in some way. Um, <laughs> Harley and Poison Ivy might have the best working relationship in all of comic bookdom. Like, they, honest, they, they should might... be long... To the Fantastic Four, um, because they're like the most wholesome, loving couple that I have seen. I'm like, ah, this is the relationship I want. Also, what's very interesting about that is I don't think season two gets enough credit for what a genuine, beautiful love story that they crafted. A lot of that story plays out pretty heavy in season two, and for a show filled with like exploding anuses, uh, <laughs> it was like I wasn't expecting the tenderoni feeling like you leave you leave episodes of harley Dude, when you're either laughing your bag off or that, like wiping a little tear that is the uh the hov lane of tenderoni feelings for me sir so get it together um <laughs> yeah enough. no absolutely that's a dynamite pull and um uh kind of going back to the things that i certainly love but have hurt me in the past um, the, the newest installment under the Game of Thrones banner, even though it's not technically, uh, appropriate, House bum, of the bum, Dragon, bum, 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 House of the Dragon is coming to HBO. Now, if anyone is unfamiliar- Whether you want it, is, it or not! Well, y you want it. I'll tell you right now, you, you want it. Because Game of Thrones, uh, more properly known as the Song of, uh, of Ice and Fire, um, that was a, a, a series- that was compiled from a, a series of books, right? Um, and everyone, I mean, to a, to a T, everyone says first season, gold. The first round knockout, Glorious. heavyweight champ, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no question about it. Uh, season one of Game of Thrones was like verbatim, uh, I shouldn't say that, because it did still change a couple of things, but in terms of like the beginning, middle, and end of it, uh, it was lifted exactly from the first book, uh, which personally I think is the way to go. Yeah, naturally, you got to change some things. you got to do some casting things, absolutely. Uh, but as it kind of went on, you had series that 
uh, encapsulated parts of certain books or only half of one book and then half of another. Like, it became very messy. The fact that they continued the series before that book series was even damn done. Looking at you, George R.R. Martin. Still not uh, But that all being said, um, House of the Dragon is based exclusively on one singular book. For lack of a better term, it's really uh, a textbook. It's a damn textbook written in much more flowery language about that entire ever-loving, dragon-riding, blonde-haired, purple-eyed family that you love to hate to love. Uh, it is so freaking good. Even if they only touch on 50%, Charlie, if they touch on 50% of what makes the book so dynamite, this series, and I hope it does run long because it goes through multiple generations, so they have every excuse in the world yeah. uh, why to stretch it out. Uh, it's going to be dynamite, I would argue, and I realize to a certain degree that this might be a little bit of sacrilege. Uh, this might be better uh, than Game of Thrones, at least collectively, because it's going to be it's going to feel more complete, more cohesive. Uh, just a dynamite, dynamite thing. Oh, you think you like dragons? Three dragons? That's cute. How about a dozen dragons up in the air? Like, doo, 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 doo. it's, it's, it's going to be freaking awesome. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. What about you? What's your next one on your list? Uh, I'm going to keep it with, with CG that I'm a little worried about. <laughs> like those little dragons <laughs> flip-flopping in the sky. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes the three looked fucking questionable as shit. A little sus in dragons, some of those CG yeah. dragons. Dragons are kind of like by nature a little <sighs> sketchy. I'm not sure if it's the reptile so, issue. I don't know if it's the deep state warning us about the reptilians out there. Look, so if now the reptilians end up being dragons, then I'm like, ah, hey, you know what? Take over. It's fine. Fair. I mean, honestly, if the reptilians aren't currently in charge, maybe we try a new little uh, flavor. I welcome my reptilian overlords. Robots or reptilians. I'm, I'm handing the keys over. I'm like, here's, All right, let me know what time you need to show. Here's the sure. gateway drug, though, to reptilian overlords. And that's a big, beautiful seven foot five, three twenty eight of lean green muscle. Oof. I am Oof. ready to be hurt by Marvel again. I don't give a fuck what any of the naysayers are saying. She Hulk, let's go! I am great. all in on the Marvel uh, cinematic universe. Uh, the only thing better to me than the Marvel movies has has been the Marvel TV shows. And I know what some people at home are saying. Some some of our listeners, some of our viewers are going like, but I, did it, but that. I like it all. Sorry. The last thing I didn't like was Thor 2. And I just pretended Charlie it didn't happen. Because that Charlie shit left me Thor. a buffet Thor. man. He does not make any apologies for it. John, uh, I'll put I'm it to you. you I'll put it to you Esquire. this way. I can choose any like six hours of Marvel I want. <laughs> And I could run that six hours into a trilogy of six-hour sets. So the occasional miss is nowhere fucking near. Iron Fist, Schmiron Fist. I have so much good shit in my life. Hopefully She-Hulk will be one of them. Yeah, man. And again, the thing about Marvel is, uh, regardless if you like the particular installment, because that's really what they are. Uh, we spoke about this uh, in one of the past episodes. Um, there is just you know that there's another one coming, man. It's like it's like a, like the subways. Uh, you miss one. This one looks a little sketchy. This one looks a little full. This one maybe has a little puddle of pee right in the middle there. 
They're like, ah, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I don't need to get to Midtown quite that fast. So, yeah, there's there's always another one coming. But it's important. Um, like it, love it, or leave it. It's very important because it is continuing this uh, this long form storytelling that they're doing, which I think is just, you know, it's it's ballsy. It, it's, <laughs> it's if nothing it's, else, it's impressive as shit. I mean, it is. Uh, their their giant board uh, in the offices and the creative rooms must be just covered like Charlie Day was in there all night. Um, but yeah, to kind of go back to the world of fantasy, and this was really more so one of those stories that I thought, all right, that's done now. What else is on the table? Um, especially because in kind of the fantasy, uh, you know, high fantasy uh, storytelling, there are other offerings out there that came um, that are kind of more recent. But when when things are done on the high level that they are, to have somebody come and say, hey, you know, what? I'm going to take another crack at that. You're thinking, what are you nuts? There are there are other things on the shelf to pull from, um, but Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power is gonna be upon us. Uh, and and you know, look, I've seen a lot of the visuals. The visuals look outstanding. And I realize that this is going to be kind of a different viewpoint uh, than what Pete uh, Pete Jackson um, uh, kind of brought us prior. Uh, so I'm personally, uh, I'm, I'm ready to make second breakfast and sit down. This is going to be one of those shows that like I'm going to be watching the morning of their releases uh, only because I know that it's going to require a dual watch on a weekly basis because you do not want to miss. There are so many beards on the screen at any one given time that it is easy, uh, that it's easy to miss. And, you know, to use Carolyn's advice again here. Uh, this is going to, as far as I'm concerned, it's going to require a reread, uh, maybe even like a cheat, uh, like a cheat course, uh, uh, Cribs Notes, whatever you got to do to get yourself ready. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it, man. Like this freaking, you know, uh, Tolkien does it better than, arguably, better than anyone has ever done it or ever will. Uh, so I, I, I freaking I freaking just can't wait. Uh, what, what, I mean, I... I lean off of that. I, I glean that excitement off of you, and I'm looking forward to <laughs> finally. If John be, likes it. It's got to be good. I, well, you know what it is? It's like that's a universe that I respect, but like don't give a fuck about. So I'm always nice. hoping like, well, because again, I'll use I'll use Star Wars as the example, and it's different because yeah. I always enjoyed Star Wars. Like every kid did, they were fucking laser swords. But I didn't love Star Wars until The Mandalorian. So yeah. this is, I keep waiting for my Mandalorian in every genre. My Mandalorian for Doctor yeah. Who, I'm sure one day will come. Make John Leguizamo the Doctor, and I'm in for, for Doctor Who. But one thing that does Editor not Doctor. take, that, that doesn't take any selling to me, I'm going animated again, and I'm leaning heavy on Amazon, because I cannot believe the uh. options we have. John, before the year is out, We've been promised Invincible Season 2. Just when I think that that I have a number one seed for greatest of all time, because you know I love the lists, throw on your goggles and your yellow tights, baby, because Invincible is back. His story with Adam, Eve, and the gang. Um, I, I, I do not believe I live in a universe where, despite how tough life can be, I look out to all of these magnificent bits of joy. Season one was absolutely one of the greatest seasons of entertainment ever. 
Uh, season two promises more, more, more. Oh, baby, sign me the fuck up. Mark Hell Grayson yeah, is my I boy. I mean, look, and, and Amazon is doing just, they're just, just. The Lord's work. They're crushing, crushing home runs over that left field wall. Um, they, they're, they're on a hell of a run right now. Um, and you know what? And, and we talk about, um, we talk about a lot of uh, content that's, that's taken very seriously, right? So, I mean, at the end of the yes. day, a lot of these things are four-color funny book in their origin, or they were kind of relegated to a very niche audience if they were on the shelves for adults to begin with. Um, one of the, the exceptions, though, is when something comes to you and it's intended to titillate, it's intended oh. to bring a little chuckle to the belly area, especially, again, like we were talking about in these days. <clears throat> and, and Charlie was actually very funny because Charlie, Charlie came out and joined me here in Jersey, and that was this was our launching point. Um, this was our launching point for many of our uh, adventures and misadventures over the last couple of days. Uh, and, and I wasn't feeling great, uh, so he was very protective of me. And every, every time I... Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Oh no! Puffed, I said, "I'm okay." Oh, okay. Oh no! Oh no! I'm not well at all. That guy's sick as a dick. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a joke. Oh, hello. Thank you. Trademark. Patent pending. Don't sue us. Um, but that being said, did you Charlie... make a prop? <laughs> oh yeah, always, bro. Come on, let's go. I gotta give these audio people reason to show up for the video, Fair enough. even if Fair they enough. go back and like, "Oh, there was a visual gag." Let me go back and watch that. <laughs> Bring up the numbers, kid. Give us a like, watch, and follow. Like um, but that all being said, it's about the last, kids. It's about the last. So if you haven't seen "Oh Hello," go over and rectify that right, right quick. Yeah, we got you, mom. We got you. <laughs> um, but also, as well as my people. From Staten Island, the my several of my favorite people from Staten Island because we just found out cousin uh, Chipper has moved to Staten Island. Um, what we do in the shadows? New uh. season is upon us. Woo! I love love my Tyka's vampires. Seeing little baby Colin Robinson running around in the trailer. Oh my god, Nadja just looking all like a treat like always. Yeah, bats! <laughs> oh man, uh, I am so, so damn excited for the new season that well, show we never are... fails. Uh, um, uh, another friend of the show, Tammy Dorsa, she, she referred to the series as like, this show is a guaranteed like three chuckler per episode like there are a minimum of three good good damn laughs per episode which is kind of saying a lot um i cannot well, as wait human podcasters <laughs> our opinion is very very uh is very very important um oh, yeah. I, I mean again that's just that's one of those shows that if you do not think is hilarious if you don't at some point no. in the season hold that's your a... sides i'm like oh no we're not meant to be you and that, me shouldn't talk. <laughs> yeah, that that's that as a comedy is a litmus test of my ability to be really, really good friends with you. That that's just yeah. the, the truth of the matter. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry about it. Uh, no judgments. No judgments. It's just you know square peg oh, round hole. Plenty of judgments. I, I, your I mean, shape is wrong. <laughs> Goddamn octagon suckers. Uh, 
No, I mean, again, I think that's the, the perfect place to 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 kind of wrap up because uh, just to just to add to that that I mean, is so truly, much like that's enough that is truly one of those series that when it's like the season finale there's a moment of like mourning i have to take after where i'm just like well <laughs> time to start again because i can't i can't let a season end and me not get at least a few more chuckles in uh yeah. man what we do in the shadows is unbelievable i actually just read an article today that says when they filmed the original movie that the series is an offshoot from they stole wood from the hobbit yes set. yeah 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 Which speaking of like, uh, stuff, the tolkien the stuff pete jackson you're yeah it was the hobbit and uh taika was saying he's like i tell that story at parties all the time i think it's so funny uh, realizing it now, I think he was talking, who was he talking to? One of the late night guys. Um, but he was saying, he's like, now that I'm telling it out loud on the show, I'm not sure if I've ever told that story to <laughs> Peter Jackson. So, yeah, that might be a phone call. Well, you know, uh, there there's certain times where theft is a good thing. Yeah, no. And this is one fine. of those. If it's artistic, the Hobbit, it's just fine. Yeah, The Hobbit... Uh, the ho- What's very funny is I'm starting to really think that Tyka's very okay with stealing because he did an interview with um, Chris Evans where they yeah. did, like, agree-disagree, and it was like stealing stuff from set is fine, and they both aggressively agreed. So I guarantee Chris Evans has a, a, Cap-, a Cap America suit in his closet, but, like, Tyka might as well. Like I don't know when he was just like yoink. Uh, I just feel like he's entire okay. cast members, dude. Like he can't, he can't possibly say anything. He to also, these people. he also takes hearts, John, because yeah. <laughs> he has he has mine on his mantle, just because he earned it. He earned In it. Typical Taika. One is not enough. I'll play fourth uh, wheel to that party. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think it's just it, there's so much to look forward to, and I know you hate it. So I, I've done my best to avoid the joke, but it is one of those things. Like if you're sad, the the world provides. Like if you're a uh, person like us in any sort of uh, it, no, I I specifically didn't say the thing you didn't like. I'm saying it's nice having so much to look forward to because again, there's there's dozens of stuff on the list. Where's my handkerchief? Uh, <laughs> Get my handkerchief. We got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, so I couldn't be looking forward to the holiday season more. More Love and Thunder, more Oh, my God, we're going to see Thor's butt in 4K, Ultra IMAX. Nope. I mean, the, the honestly, it's a long, long list. We could have done the entire episode on this, but we ain't. If anyone told you that that was the plan, there are one thing and one thing only. Charlie, what is that? Uh, I believe they would be much like one George Lucas. They'd be a liar. Yeah, liar. Shot, shot first. Cheers, baby. Salut. Clinky. I poured this way too high. Now you gotta drink it. Woo! That's the cure for what else, you kid. Oh, I no longer have allergies. John! <laughs> Word. I, uh... Do you have any car wax I could borrow? Um, maybe we could probably. Do you have any? Like uh, do you have any gas pallet, uh, pellets rather, and maybe a couple domino masks? Because I hope you're ready to do all the work as my sidekick. I see where you're going now. See because, going. ladies and gentlemen, rev up the black beauty! It is time for another bite at that green 
Hornet, mm, Apple. Mm, 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 Since 19, I had to write this down. Since 1950, I'm sorry, 1936, the Green Hornet has been part of our lives. When Brett Reed, when Britt Reed rather, uh, decided the best way to do some hero shit was by pretending you're a bad guy. Uh, the Green Hornet and Kato is going to hit uh, the silver screen once more. This is being reported out by Deadline. Uh, Morgan Shantae re- uh, put out this article just yesterday. And we got, um, let's see here, the, did you see that movie, uh, Invisible Man? I Where, did. Like, uh, they the, did that, the like, with, awesome. Uh, the one with uh, um, uh, Peggy from Mad Men? Correct, yeah, where they like updated the the whole kind of classic horror movie. Yeah. The thing about that movie. It was movie like the Invisible that... Man meets the Gaslighter. Exactly. So that's directed, and I apologize for the bad pronunciation, by do Lee it, do it. Uh, Wanell. Um, what this guy is a master of, because he also directed Upgrade, which yeah. was a crazy, like, wonky sci fi badass adventure. What this guy does better than almost everyone else is he's able to keep budgets nice and low he's able to optimize every single dollar and every single frame so allegedly he is in the final he is all but signed on for this new green hornet and kato film which ultimately i think serves the project so well because we saw what ghostbusters afterlife was able to do when they pulled the reins on that budget every penny's on screen but oh we got we we did it for a a cost that we can absolutely um beat we we could absolutely take in millions and millions more than we spend which for my bottom dollar is what i think the green hornet and kato needs but let's before we talk huh, about what the future holds, I want to know what you think, because I don't know if we've ever talked about it. I, You are a huge Bruce Lee fan, so yeah. much so I also worship. I'm nothing if not a copycat. But Kato was one of the bad, the biggest badasses on earth, and I don't. I know him and Robin in, in 67 fought to a stalemate, but that notwithstanding, bro, uh, Green Hornet, if there's ever a hero who I feel like my brother could appreciate the fashion sense of, the the sick technique of, it's Green Hornet. John, talk me, talk to me about your relationship with Brit uh, and Kato. What are your feelings on the Green Hornet overall? I, I actually have a lot of feelings. Um, first and first, mostly. That's good. I'm going to drink my water. You do that. But you listen close, though. Don't miss nothing. Um, Kato and Robin fighting to a stalemate might have been less (laughs) of an insult as Bruce Lee fighting to a stalemate with Brad Pitt. The most absurd commentary, and I realize both entirely generated fictions from somewhat maniacal minds, um, just absolutely absurd. Uh, I still hold it against Burt Ward. If he's opening up a new car dealership in Passaic, if he's doing the, 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 the talk show circuit 
on San Diego around Comic-Con, I have to make it a point to not be in a 50-foot yard uh, proximity to the man because I'm going to have to take matters into my own hand. So absurd that Bruce Lee wouldn't have his way with him. Uh, and I mean that in every conceivable uh, usage of the term. Um, but yeah, man, like, look, so I, I grew up as a kid of the 80s. I got sat down in front of a giant wood encrusted television that sat on the floor. So naturally I did as well, uh, you know, cross-legged. And um, yeah, so what they did was they would play in the afternoon these campy shows that in the 60s and stuff would be would be prime time fair. So both of the Batman, uh, the you know, the, the campy Batman and Robin show. Um, and uh, also as well as uh, Green Hornet and Kato Show. Uh, I also, like all the good folks over in China, refer to it as the Kato Show. Um, as so they I, fucking I, I should. loved it. But what was funny was um, there was a correlation as an 80s kid to the assistant being there exclusively to save the bacon, proverbially, of the titular hero because it was the Cato show in the sense of like look nothing would go particularly well on an episode by episode basis without Cato much like the misadventures of a certain raincoat wearing detective of the streets and his little niece and dog running around and who am I talking about bada bada bum bada bada bum Ba-da-bum. Oh my god. Ba-da-bum. Poor poor Penny. I forget the dog's name. But I do remember having the exclusive thought that the leader I think the, the bad guy organization name was Claw. And yes. you only ever saw the leader of Claw from like the three quarter from behind view while he's sitting in the big overstuffed chair petting the cat. Inspector Gadget's bad guy, I was convinced, was secretly Destro. Just like uh, doing some <laughs> oh, moonlighting uh, from from the uh, the, the oh, misadventures over at canon. Cobra and GI Joe. I'm like, look, man, the guy he's a businessman. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. And look, Cobra Commander, while he is fervent in his beliefs, is not a particularly sound plan maker. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, the two shows had a lot of correlations if you really look at it. Uh, none more though than the fact that like so the, uh, the the sidekick saves the day every damn episode. So yeah, but all, all joking aside, I very very much uh, like Green Hornet. Now, funny enough, let me ask you, Charlie, because I know that 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 series, except for somebody saying, "Hey, Charlie, watch this," and you're just sitting in like a little five inch screen at that time, probably. Um, what did you think of the Seth uh, the, the Seth Rogen version? I am a like when I talk about join me with this slight walk we're going to take uh, when right. i hear people hold on let me get my handkerchief because it might be rough rough terrain <laughs> when i hear people talking shit about new star wars stuff i normally yeah. turn to them and i'm like you pretend you like the prequels you fucking liar um i am a huge apologist so angry so i am angry. a huge apologist for the seth rogan green hornet 
I really liked it. I love the idea. I, I, I just love framing it as this, like, lighthearted. It's not quite campy, but it's not, like, afraid to be funny. I what thought it was comedy. perfectly fine. Like, they, don't, the, they, don't, they don't pull any punches in, like, calling it what it was. The one thing I will say is it did feel very light on kind of what it needed. It was probably a big montage rocky style um so the 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 seth rogan picture uh you know critics lambasted it they beat it up pretty good uh didn't make a ton of money but if if only for the reimagined black beauty looking absolutely gorgeous um i i really really dug it for what it was because the batman 66 and the green hornet series were a regular staple of my life so it was like that counted so anything a little bit shinier counts more but it lit literally leads me to why i'm so freaking excited about this because specifically this director that likely is getting the role he works a lot with james wan uh oh, this nice. guy wrote um uh he wrote films like jurassic park spider-man uh he collabed on on saw and the insidious franchises so this guy is like a gritty badass director if nothing else all those projects look interesting as fucking hell but john as excited as i am for another live action i yeah. got more green hornet news for you because it happened right before the pandemic but kevin smith who wrote one of my favorite comic runs of yeah. green hornet was tapped to help with the animated series and the animated series picks up with the second Green Hornet, the son of the first Green Hornet. They're now double doing dip. his They're double dipping, bro. We're in the multiverse of money because nobody wants to stop at just one handful. A pocket full of change ain't doing shit for nobody. But what was really awesome about this was uh, the daughter of the original Kato and the son of the original green hornet they're the new badass team and the way the cartoon is oh, set up no. it's gonna be like a generations thing you're gonna see the old team whooping ass you're gonna see the new team whipping ass and that's so fucking comic book like the next generation picking up the mantle man talk about my cup running over yeah it's, it's almost so kind of like what, what netflix uh was doing with um he-man like, yes. oh you want a continuation of the story you already know boom there you go oh you want something fresh fresh and new new boom there you go and honestly especially with uh properties like this that don't have a ton of fingerprints over them especially recently why not like yeah why not go that way you know like, and apparently the movie which is going to be people for... gonna resonate with yeah, the movie is very for us, and then the series, which they're 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 not adapting Kevin Smith's run, but they tapped him to to kind of reimagine really? it because that's more of a kid friendly uh, take. Yeah. And as an avid listener of the podcast, I know recently Kev had to turn in some scripts, so oh, I think they're doing snappy, the classic. Snappy. They want to make sure that the scripts don't argue too much, um, but fucking. Come on, bro. Giving me the best of both worlds. I'm going to get to see the old school Black Beauty and whatever fucking hover car. You want to hook me up with like a Batman Adventures, Batman Beyond combo? Like, get the fuck out of here. And of course, they always say 
the things that you're most excited for. But that was that was the vibe they said they were going for with this kid friendly. They said they wanted to feel like the old X Men cartoon or Batman the animated series. The fuck out of here! And like the lowest hanging not even for kids. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm excited because fuck them kids. But like, how cool would it be to see OG? fucking the one of the greatest cinematic cars of all time and then what does that look like reimagined for a new generation like fucking put it in my veins when we talk about more is more is more i i got misled by a rocketeer article from 2021 where they're like they're gonna do a new movie and i'm like i haven't heard shit about that everything give me a new dick tracy try again with fucking everything well, because what's yeah, like, the fucking like people, problem people, let's do it people's big um i think their big bugaboo is when reboots happen too close to the the last uh, bite at the apple right green apple red apple whatever <laughs> um and, and Fuck, batman purple apple, has probably <laughs> batman has probably gotten the bane broken back treatment with it the most because like one would come out and they're like, oh, brand new, brand new. And then obviously uh, we had, we've had, we had uh, more Spider-Mans than we've had freaking, you know, uh, I can't think of who the hell that Laundry. Was. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So um, that all being said, there are certain properties out there that have collected a nice, healthy layer of museum dust. We're like, hey man, look, there's some good stuff here. You don't gotta wait for the for the flooding to come before you crack open those uh, those cases and and see what's still fresh and what's still viable. Uh, so I say, hell yeah. Now what I think is very interesting, and this is this kind of like new methodology, like okay, here's this franchise, here's every fucking flavor. You know, it's like Twinkies went away for a hot second. And then when they came back, they were like, oh, here's regular Twinkies. Oh, here's the ecto-colored uh, filling. Oh, here's choco Twinkies. Oh, here. You know what I mean? It's like when they when they come back, they do come correct. And they say, okay, well, you said you wanted it. Here's a bunch of stuff. Sometimes they don't even wait till you say you wanted it. They just give you all these different uh, flavor variations. Yeah. I mean, to, uh, to, to, double, it, man. to double down on your point, one of the yeah. huge success stories coming out of the pandemic era is the he-man brand has such a stranglehold on toy aisles across america they've consistently had three different toy lines happening concurrently they have the kevin smith written uh revelation series they have a little kid series and they have a movie in development so they have a classic toy line, a Revelation wow. toy line, and the Kid Series toy line. And all three of those toy lines, John, were nominated for Line of the Year. The brand has never been uh-huh. stronger. Now, is and that it's not... like one of those awards, like a Musical of the Year? Like, oh, look at the four nominees. But there were only four musicals, new musicals that year anyway, so it's kind of... It's, it's not... Unless you're funny, it's not too dissimilar but again it it beat out heavyweights it beat barbie it beat fucking you know gi joe has been aggressively fighting for shelf space it's when the margot robbie barbie comes out that they already have one sale yeah delivered to weehawk in new jersey john i don't Um, think they make it life-size i think that's like a kid's life-size that's fine no, oh, fair enough. How would I? How would I be comfortable taking her places in public? Come on, dude. You Don't know what, John? When you're right, you're right. Now the, 
The last thing I want to ask you is my time expires. Word. Is there anything that you're itchy for that has that museum layer of dust? For me, just while you kind of percolate on it, for me, oh it's God. the Rocketeer. I know they set up that new Rocketeer series on Disney Plus that's for the children. I'm desperate for straight up do a sequel. Like, you don't need to call it Rocketeer 2, but just have it fucking take place. I either be yeah. another era piece, pump them up to the 80s. There's a billion things you could do that I am just a dude in a jetpack will never fucking get old for me. It'll never happen, man. It what do you have something like that that you're just like this is insane if they don't um uh remonetize this. You know what's funny? We uh several times we kind of danced around um we we danced around topics and um like lists cuz Charlie loves lists. I love uh, a list. And um quantify your love. This this has been something that has been on the, 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 the lower level of my notes, my personal notes. I'm like, hey, broach this because this absolutely would check all kinds of boxes. And for whatever reason, because we're just terrible at time management or we went off the fucking rails for one reason or the other. Um, but there has been a property that I have been dying, dying, dying for uh, like a new some like like new life to be breathed into it um this is one of those uh most recently it was when we were talking about actually chippendale um chippendale, Rescue chippendale. was something that i like that was a show that i saw every second of every episode that it was on and honestly if we didn't have the uh for anyone who was wondering charlie is actually the younger of us two and we get that question a lot charlie is somewhat younger than me um but uh he, oh he's gone he's gone i knew it was gonna happen um but yeah that, that all being said i watched a lot of these shows because charlie and i have like a freaking decade between us i'm like all right i guess i'll allow him some of the tv time but later i get to watch <laughs> seinfeld but secretly i'm like ah oh, yeah what's up disney hour um so i loved it i loved it i loved it one of the cartoons that we watch is Charlie's regular dry serial afternoon TV watching The Pirates of Darkwater. Oh! Do you remember oh. The Pirates of Darkwater? That is one of the most hard-hitting banging theme song cartoons of the early 90s that there ever was we talked about pirate content that we want to see fresh didn't make it onto the show was on my list we were talking about like 90s uh, um uh, cartoons original stories was on my list we didn't make it like it this poor uh these poor buccaneers with pointy ears and dark water fighters has been on my list that has not fought their way to the front. I'm so glad that you gave them another opportunity. I would love a new, fresh, updated take on the Pirates of Dark Water. Oh. If anyone is unfamiliar, shame on you. 
Uh, just shame on you. Charlie, do you want to kind of walk them through the premise real quick as the time expires, or you want me to? Yeah, Pirates of Darkwater. The main thing I remember was when their toys were on clearance. Mom and Dad <laughs> got me all of them, and it was goddamn a good day <laughs> to be a nerd. Too, man. Um, I, I believe it was like they were hunting. It was something fucking so 90s. They were trying to get uh, the other half of an amulet, and bad pirates were like, eat a dick, and the sea was turning all like poisonous and symbiote filled it it wasn't on earth so a lot of the earth like references much like we were talking about pete jackson's uh lord of the rings were like the 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 freaking orcs are talking about food being on the menu like they have restaurants there like that is very that's very peculiar and of the restaurants that exist in middle earth they let orcs go there that is very cool like star wars uh, um, Star Wars cantinas have a stronger policy against droids than apparently <laughs> taverns in Middle Earth have against orcs. And an orc will eat you, much less sit down and order from the menu. But uh, similarly, Pirates of Dark Water reference stuff that happened uh, all the time in like Earth pirate stuff. But like this was an alien world. I think it was myrrh and uh, this evil substance that they just referred to as Dark Water. It was neither dark nor was it water. It was jet black, and it was like ooze. Um, but the young prince ooze, Ren, so hot right now. Um, he was. Lo- they were actually looking for thirteen treasures of rule, and um, like he collected th- this badass little group of misfits, and um, they began their journey. It was almost like a, like a you know like a like a Jason and the Argonaut situation. Like it, it really did pull from a lot of classical stuff and shit that you're familiar with as a kid. Um, and you're not sure like why you're familiar with it. A lot of writers at the time got away with stuff like that for exactly that reason. Um, but just like uh, there was an evil pirate running around just looking like a mess. And um, it was just great. It was just great. Honestly, it was one of those really great storytelling cartoons for that era because they were like, look, your greed, your personal quest for attaining wealth. You're putting that above literally the fucking existence of a planet. That's sounding really, really familiar nowadays. But look, for that reason, among every, uh, many, many others, mostly that the visuals are just dope as hell. And I love a good pirate story on this planet or another. Um, yeah, for me, it would be Pirates of Dark Water. That's one hell of a, that's, that's one hell of a pick. I'll throw one more out there. If you don't Do give it. me a good version of Reboot soon, I'm going to be pissed. Netflix did the world's worst retelling of Reboot. It's like oh, a weird live-action teenagers. Just, Get the fuck out of here. Mainframe. Just, just the questionable play CGI. The, 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 the name play alone should make it a home run, and they blew it. Boop, boop. They Fucking Reboot up in this mug. John! Word. You know what I love more than Green Hornet? I have a suspicion, but tell me anyway. Paying bills. Let's huh. talk. That was not Sponsors. what I was for. Hell, Lead us hell, in, you beautiful yeah. boy. Oh, so simple. Charlie, all this great talk, all the great coming attractions, all the fucking good good that we want to see one more time. Notwithstanding, one question remains, and that is where we drop in. And the answer is with Sergeant Finesse. Also, as well as, very much as well as... A close personal friend, apparently, of Dr. Disrespect. The Sarge just went into the city to go meet with the Doc and uh, the good folks over uh, creating the the Midnight Society, I believe is the name of the group. They're, they're creating a new game. Sarge met up with him, had the chance to, <clears throat> to introduce himself and shake hands and take a good pick. But the Sarge, our Sarge, 
Uh, you can find him gaming on both Twitch and Facebook, multiple streams every day. Outstanding video game content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. If you need to pick me up, though, follow the White Rabbit over to SneakEnergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. Mm-mm-mm. Gulp. So damn good. The bottom line is this. Whether you're a gamer or you're a sideline viewer, when the Sarge is on deck, you salute, GG, son. And here's here's the joyous occasion that is life. Uh, we, we, we give. We provide. Uh, uh, hundreds of hours of podcast action my brother and I give to you for free. The Sarge doing that damn thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. And ever so rightly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of your checks have been very fake. Um... But here's here's the thing, bro. I don't know about you. I need... Oh, he's leaving. He's going into imaginary stairs. I need some tunage to get through my day. And the Lord provides. In this case, that Lord is one of my absolute favorite bands of all time. And that, of course, is Bad Mary. You can check him out today over on Bad Mary Band across all social media. The nice thing is as COVID gets the fuck away from us we are seeing them do more and more live events john and i are going to check them out very very soon and you should too come hang out with us i'll give you something for free it won't be a drink i'll give you a sticker or something i'll find something to give you come and you say hi but my absolute favorite part and i say this every week and i mean it every week my favorite part is their entire discography is available across every music streaming service apple music itunes spotify you look up bad mary and you have hours and hours of music to fucking dance to party to get sassy with bad mary band check them out today john damn damn straight that shirt um, i bet you got that shit on badmary.com actually this is a this is a limited release so if Ooh. you're cool like me uh, it would have been available to you, but they always got the new, new coming, um, which is just great. They're just very, very creative individuals for creators, uh, which is a rarity because a lot of times somebody is uh, riding the, the, you know, riding the rail, so to speak. Uh, Charlie, <clears throat> but in any case, Charlie, I know it's not official, but just go ahead and start my time. Hey, he's gone again. He is gone. Um. I, I try to make it a point, especially nowadays when there are so many continuations of stories that I'm already into, uh, when there are reboots like you were referencing, uh, when there are, uh, uh, you know, there, there are things out there that I'm pining for. Wouldn't it be just well? Um, the truth of the matter, though, is that there is uh, almost always something new that you don't see coming, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You just did not expect it, but sure enough... Uh, as sure as the sun will rise, there it is. The good, good, the new, new, the unexpected. And uh, Charlie, when I was going through my kind of um, uh, upcoming uh, upcoming publications, I got super freaking excited because one of my absolute favorite, favorite publishing houses, Image Comics, a lot of people refer to Image even to this day as an indie Uh I think that's a joke. They're a huge freaking company. Big indie. 
They're they're a monster hit maker, uh, and yeah, like Charlie says, they're big ass indie. I mean, if they're an indie, it's an Indiana Jones is an indie. Um, but there's a new uh, there's a new monthly coming from Image Comics, but from a creator that we all know and love, unless you're just a big dum dum, and that's Chip Zdarsky. Uh, so Chip is coming, and um, dude, when so, there are some there are some projects that come up where you're like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna write it. I I, I you know I, I I know exactly how it's gonna go. I know exactly kind of what I want to put out there. I don't want to really hand it off. I made this baby. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm just gonna write it myself. And they're like, "All right, you got it, Chip. Not a problem. Here at Image, we're not gonna hold the reins. You know, we we loved what you've done. Um, we we love what you've done with Daredevil. Um, we we love what you're doing on Comicology over with the the, the All Nighter. Um, you know, we, we just like your 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 resume is 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 flawless. So. At Image, we're gonna let you do what you gotta do. At DC and Marvel, they do tend to kind of hold the tie, the reins a little tighter. Image is like, hey, knock yourself out, man. Want to show a little frontal? Do what you gotta do. So he says, do what I want to do. All right. So uh, yeah, I want to write it. And they say, okay, who do you want to draw it? He says, uh, you know what? I'm gonna draw it. I'm gonna draw it also. They said, you're gonna write it and you're gonna draw it, Chip. Are you sure? He's like, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm gonna do that. All right, not a problem. Uh, who do you want to who do you want to to letter the comic? He says, mm, I hear this guy Chip Zdarsky is pretty good. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to letter the comic also as well as. Um, so this is a comic that is written, that is drawn, that is lettered. He's even the damn cover artist for this book. Um, the only thing he's not doing is self-publishing. Image is like, can we at least publish it? Shit. So Image is putting it out there. Oh, did I mention that Chip is also the colorist? Because he is. He is a one-stop shop for all things public domain. My boy Chip pulled a Thanos. He's like, I'll do it all myself. I'm going to staple shit together, too. Uh, He was like, oh, my God. I'm just going to do it. You'll get it when it's done. Uh, and Image is like, well, that that does sound like us. So, uh, yes, you you got it. Freaking oh, since the 19- Image method. I'm, I'm still waiting for some books from 92 to come on. I'm like, come on, Image, son of a bitch. Um, but just real, real, real quick. Um, for me, the title, Public Domain, on the cover of a comic book, I'm used to, like, seeing that as an asterisk. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Look at this. Uh, you know, this character or that character has now become public domain, which personally I don't agree with. I don't think you can put a, 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 a period of time and say, okay, now this no longer belongs to the person who created it or their family. Go fuck yourself. I think that's bullshit, but that is a different conversation. Um, the, uh, it's a clever title. Yes. Because this comic, much like I was referring to the boys as uh, a few a few episodes ago this is a comic which on uh, on one hand hits it's like a great story um and i have not i have only seen the, the breakdown the actual release um uh they 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 put out the review uh for it over on cbr.com uh, comicbookresource.com 
um, specifically referring the article by uh, Sergio Pereira. So thank you very much, sir. Um, put out the review and it was a glowing review. So I said, okay, great. Uh, let me, let me, tell me more. Click for more. Uh, and all of a sudden I'm fighting giant bugs on a different planet. Fuck me. Um, but that all being said, so so the, uh, the the comic actually drops on the 29th. I pre already pre-bought my digital version. Um, so just really, really quickly. So the uh, the first issue introduces a character by the name of Sid Dallas. And he himself is a comic book artist. So it's meta already, which I just freaking love. I'm like, oh, this is multifaceted. Ooh, I love it. Um, so he's a comic book artist. He's responsible for a character named the domain ah, see where we're going ah. uh the character's name is the domain he's the biggest superhero if there is right this biggest one now unfortunately and this we're we're seeing in real life so it, it's it's satire right it's it's pointing to the industry it's pointing to us the consumers um nobody knows that it's actually sid who created the character because uh, the publisher, the the, the uh, fictional publisher of this fictional comic, uh, Singular Comics, uh, they own the publishing rights. And to make matters worse, he has a former collaborator by the name of Jerry Jasper. Love the alliteration. Love it. Uh, and, and Jerry, fuckhead Jerry, is just not, ha- does not have a problem taking credit for the creation of, of the domain. I know what that's like. Yeah, you do. You have a mirror in front of your screen, you son of a bitch. Don't I will I will grumpy you right to court, you son of a bitch. Anyways, uh Sid's children, Miles and David, um, they're having a real issue why their father um is not like up in arms about kind of getting back what's rightfully his. And I would argue, you know, theirs by by uh you know by inheritance theirs also. Um, but there's a, there's like a, something happens at the premiere of um, Eminent Domain, which is the just the most recent film in their movie franchise based on the character, and then hilarity ensues. So that was somewhat of a, of a brief summation of uh, of the uh, the review article, and, and only a part of it um, by Mr. Pereira, once again, over on comicbookresource.com. Thank you very much. Um, certainly more than enough to make me pre-order it, I cannot wait. That's a type of shit where, again, it's meta. It operates on multiple levels. I am so anxious to read this. Now, when you talk about real-world stuff, a couple of things are popping. First and first, mostly, he's drawing it. He's inking it. He's coloring it. He's lettering it. He's writing it. He's reading it. He's fucking doing everything to it. Massaging it. It almost looks like like if Archer was in a comic book form, right? It is very, like it's like tonally like an Archer in in for in in page format. Um, it's Luckily, like warm. That's awesome. It it's warm. It looks beautiful. But what's really cool is that, um, and this is just from the preview pages that I had access to. That's kind of like their real world, like almost like two dimensional. And then when they're reading the comic, in the comic. That looks totally different, stylistically. That's fucking awesome. So I'm like, oh, you're just. Uh, I I don't have enough nipples to be the level of excited that I am for for storytelling like that. Now the other thing is, you your mind automatically wants to go to to the real world because 
um, whenever creator rights come up, people, people in the know, I think, instinctively go to Siegel and Schuster, Siegel and Schuster, Siegel and Schuster, the teenage creators of Superman. And while there was never a fallout between the two, where there was like a creative, uh, any kind of a creative uh, uh, tug of war between the two of them, they're always like, we're in it together, us, 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 us. There had to be like a knockdown, drag out fight with their uh, descendants, uh, their progeny, as it were, with DC to say, hey, where's the credit? Where is the like, where's the attaboy for it? Like, this is the biggest money maker in the business and and they had to fight and it was a long decades long fight <clears throat> as bad of a story as that is that doesn't really speak to the uh, um the drama that's occurring in these pages i realized no man this isn't siegel and schuster in in a literary in comic book form this is damn bob kane and bill finger because most people, at least at this point, with Batman being who Batman is, I'm Batman. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Bob Kane almost gets exclusive creator uh, rights. Yeah. Every little bit of Batman merch, you see a Bob Kane on there someplace. There ain't many Bill Fingers out there. And the fact of the matter is, and the people who are in the know will all tell you Bill Finger is just as much responsible for all of the things that make Batman who he is, including Batman himself. There is a story that floats around the hallways of uh, the biggest comic book makers in, in the business. When Bob Kane originally, originally day one conceived of Batman, he damn looked more like Captain America than Batman big stupid red suit and you know just like <coughs> it's a totally different conversation but um this comic is to my to my mind it's far more the the bob kane bill finger uh, a fictionalized uh reference than it is for siegel and schuster yeah siegel and schuster is more like one of my favorite books by one of my favorite authors Mm, the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. We spoke about this. Uh, I'm not sure if it was last season or even the, the season before that. Michael Chabon, one of my favorite, one of my favorite beloved authors. He's just wonderful. Um, he has a love of language uh, that's just bar none. Um, but he tells a great uh, analogous uh, story uh, for Siegel and Schuster. This is obviously very fictionalized and different. Um, but uh, he does a beautiful job, and and I, I very much suspect that that is what we're gonna kind of get in comic book form. Uh, but for the, the the villainous Bob Kane, Batman is like eh, is he even a hero? I don't damn know. But I'm very much looking forward to this comic. So I'm just gonna throw it right to you, Charlie. Like, is this the type of a this type of like a meta uh, uh, like overhead view where you're seeing not just the uh, the story like on face value, but looking like kind of behind the curtain type of situation. Is that going to be an insta buy for you, or is this one of the things where you're like, ah, you know, what? I'll wait, I'll see how it's reviewed, I'll see how it, uh, how it's received, and uh, what the numbers are like. Like, I, honestly, I'm not sure. So generally, I would wait 
for someone like you, someone I trust, to kind of throw it on their must-read list. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, if Chip is involved, I'm picking it up. That guy has so much equity with me. He's if he's involved. So, he, yeah, well, I mean, in this case, I, I think I have to buy six issues. There's nobody else involved. I, I have to buy six copies because if Homeboy was doing lettering for the Fantastic Four, I'd buy that issue. In this case, he's doing damn near everything. Uh, I just love the way that guy's mind works. Um, I think the fear when comic books have something to say that's super specific or super unique, I think a lot of times the fear is like, well, will I also be entertained? In yeah. this regard, I have no fear about that because Chip is a goddamn genius. Like I was just talking about in the previous segment. Kevin Smith wrote my all-time favorite Daredevil books. Um, Chip puts a fight. For that, and I don't know what the years are going to do with my love of of Chip's work on Here Comes Daredevil specifically. Mm. Um, those books are goddamn tremendous. They're they're stupendous. I I don't have the vocabulary every kind of properly to to properly discuss how much I love it. So if this is an important enough story, and I read a great little synopsis that Chip wrote, which was like, imagine a world where comic book creators didn't get paid for what they were worth. And I was like, he was like, I wrote this, by the way. Like, signed, you know, Chip. Um, I fucking love it. Of course it. he wrote it. Yeah, he's doing literally everything else. You and I have talked about it a few times on this show, how much this shit means to us. You know, these, these Hollywood blockbusters not paying the guys who set pen to paper, uh, either in the form of art or the stories themselves, getting a thank you at the end. Well, thank you isn't going to fucking feed anybody. Uh, so this is exactly up my alley with one of the greatest creators working right now. Fuck yeah, yeah. I, I pre-ordered it the minute you brought the... When we were talking about what topics we might discuss, I was like, yeah, and bought. Um, my man. Normally, I think I'd sit and wait, but yeah. uh, in Chip I Trust. Well, your your pull list is like... Is 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 dense as it it's is. Needy. So I got a in order for something to kind of like work into, work their way into that pull list automatically, just on like a, you know, just on like a, a whim. Uh, no, I, I can get that. Uh, and, and again, my, my policy: I buy things digitally, decide that I like it, wait for a trade paperback to come out, and then that's the paper version that I end up owning. Um, that's how that's you avoid fifty boxes uh, of comics filling your office. And mostly working as support, because then I buy it digital when I want to read it, like, easy. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm just very anti-clutter. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, uh, it, it kind of got me thinking, like, the, the, these meta, these, like, uh, in-world in, in type uh, projects, there's just something about it. I mean, it's not, it's not kitschy. It's not cutesy. It's not, like... It's not that they're trying to pull one over, but it, there's just something that I really like about being on the inside of the, the joke, right? There's just something very fulfilling to me because if someone wanted to sit there and just read it for face value, yeah. by all means. And again, the review indicates it is a great read, so I'm, I'm super, super looking forward to it uh, as much as I am. Uh, as, as I would have been just by hearing the concept, but the review is a, a very, very good one, so... There, there was a no-brainer for me. And once again, credit to the author of that article. 
Um, but my mind went to like, okay, well, that this is not not the very first time. I'm like, hmm, what are these meta books that really kind of tickle that fancy? Again, um, Cavalier and Clay uh, in, in novel format, but and, and we referenced it here uh, in the past. Watchmen, for me, was one of those books that, I mean, I, you know, the, it came out in like 86, 87. So I, I didn't get it, you know, when it first came out. I didn't read it when it first came out. I didn't need a little time to mature. And, um, but by the time that I finally first picked it up, maybe early 90s, you know, it was high school, um, even then, took me a few minutes to realize I'm like I'm not just I'm not just reading this comic like <laughs> on a one for one basis like it was like a matrix type thing I'm like there's something behind these zeros and o's like the 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 uh, the, the color dots version of, of zeros and o's in the matrix I'm like wait a minute there's something oh uh, there's something in between there and uh yeah you know like watchmen was just one of those <sighs> It was it was as much a comic about the comic book industry and society as it was these particular characters and the world in which they uh, existed, and it's just so much more fulfilling, ultimately. Which is like one of the things that I always talk about in any kind of creative process. There's the story that you're telling, and the story that you're that you want people to walk away from, like the point. That you want people to walk away from, that you want them to get, and it has nothing to do with who didn't save the day, who didn't get blown up in the snow, who didn't lose their powers, who didn't get naked in the owl ship. It's about like what are they gonna walk away from, which is the reason why guys like Alan Moore get so fucking angry when it gets, uh, uh kind of like when it just gets all like shaped out of proportion, and you know if someone said to you. Eh, don't worry about that shit behind the dots. Just look at this little story, and you know, uh, it, it's not it's not twofold. It's onefold. Fuck you, man. Like you, just because yeah. you didn't get it, doesn't mean that there's not something there to be get. So I don't know. Like, are are there any other like industry uh, finger pointer type comics or stories or even movies that that you got reminded of when when you know we were talking about this comic? Well. I, we were just chatting off show a couple days ago about how there's like apparently a huge group of people watching the boys that don't get the very not subtle nature of that show. And I believe and my texts and rapidly becoming less and less subtle. So I th there are literally people like, wait a minute. I believe the context in which I sent you that text message was, oh, my God. And I meant it sincerely. People are way dumber than I thought. And it's the first time in a long time I've been really confronted with this, like, and again, we'll save most of this for yeah, a future yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, we about the show. But, like... Jesus Christ, there are people that thought there was going to be a, a baby face turn for a Homelander? Harley, the, the, uh, like, talk, when you're talking about, like, meta stuff, there's, like, meta on top of meta on top of meta because I thought the text that you sent me was, like, 
was a, 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 a like a sarcastic, satirical message. Like, eh, imagine something like this. And Charlie said, no, man, that's <laughs> real. I, I like, I, I regular, uh, the 10 cent version is there's a subreddit that started getting locked out because people were talking politics on the most recent episode, not Herogasm, but last week's. I'm on that subreddit all the time. I was one of the people that was like, they locked it for political content. That's fucking hilarious. I thought they were being meta and we're going to like unlock the thread. I, are you fucking out of your mind? So that's I mean, one. Anytime, um, anytime sexuality in a character kind of comes up, there's one of two contexts they put it. Because sometimes there's a bunch of like gay characters who someone just put it out in um, Sailor Moon. There's two characters that are in a lesbian relationship. It's like a key relationship in the story. The American version, they're like the cousins. Like they're cuddling. What the fuck is happening? So, so there's there there have been plenty of times where I've been astonished that very not subtle commentary flew the fuck over someone's head. Um, you know, it's shocking to me because, like the the, the recent, um, like they may as well be be wearing like uh, like NASCAR labeled <laughs> logos on their chest because. Um, they, they're insanely popular when these comics that come out, they're like, look, no, we're meta. Like this is, we're, we're, their fingers we're pointed everywhere. One of them at least is pointing at you. One of them is pointing at me. One of them is pointed like over there at uncle George. Um, friggin' squirrel girl is so like makes it such a point to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm making a point. It's not just, we, we, we made this character in such a way that like you pay attention to other things as well. Um, it's not Saturday morning cartoons, even if it happens to look like it. Um, and also freaking Deadpool. So like there are, there are comics out there that are doing this stuff and being like, very, it's not that they're like hiding anything. They're, they're blatantly saying like, Hey, yeah, we're, we're kind of making a point here, but um, if a person is so inclined, if they choose to look at a three-dimensional object only from two dimensions, that's just how they're going to see it. Yeah. But our job here, it's our responsibility, nay, our duty, to show you that side. You're like, you just twist it a little bit. Oh, it's going to be that much more satisfying. And if you want to wait a few minutes longer... We'll just tell you what to think. You don't have to burn those extra brain cells. I, I think putting that's, two and seven together. I think that's ultimately the the tragedy of of some of this art is because I think what's awesome about public domain, at least what seems awesome, mm. I'm looking forward to to getting my my grubby little hands on the issue. <laughs> what's great is this is like a thing I want the comic book readers to be mindful of i want people talking about it i want costs of marvel movies and dc movies to go up because i want people fucking paid uh thor ragnarok i, I i've just mentioned on the show five times i'm one of the people lined up to see thor's booty let's 
do this. There's a scene in the trailer, and I presume in the film, that is ripped from the comic pages. Now, I believe I read an article today that that creator was, in fact, paid during production um, to, to kind of be like a script, like to be part of the overseeing team. This yeah. should look this way. I don't know if that's true. I, I haven't read the article. But I hope that it's true. That really is, do. not only is that the least they can do, moving forward, it's a thing I'm incredibly mindful of because my money fucking talks and I will go out of my way to support, um, to support the shit that supports the industry I love. Because sure. don't, don't, don't get it fucking twisted. Um, I love these comic book-based movies and TV shows. Comic books are evergreen. Comic books 30 years from now, I'm still going to be fucking loving it. Because there's people like Chip and, God willing, people like what we're trying to do. Comic books are dependable. I lived through bad X-Men movies. The X-Men bad comic books versus comic books I'll reread 200 more times before I die. I it's can't not close. Wait so like to live through a good X-Men movie. Yeah. Um just all Cyclops all the time, baby. Um I I I, I, said, I think I said good. I good fucking X-Men. heard what you said. Don't make me bounce this fucking luscious head of hair of mine more. Uh you talk about it all the time. Medicine hidden hidden in dessert. Um, even better is when medicine's hidden in its medicine bottle and handed to you, and you take your medicine because you're like, this is important. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to... Uh, Charlie fighting me for control. It, Charlie can't help is it. like, like a, a poltergeist. But we agreed I would over. be in charge because it's your topic. You were talking. You were just talking. I'm never not um, talking. Regardless of the fact, I think Charlie is confusing me with Mary Poppins because... Her famous tagline is, a spoonful of medicine, sugar makes the medicine go down. See, I can't even get it right. It wasn't mine. Don't give me credit. My bad. Um, yeah, no, like I said, these type of creators, um, the bottom line is this. They they know the message that they're trying to get across. So to take it away from them and say, oh, uh, thanks for the pretty pictures or thanks for the, the jumping off point and having them toddle away is just, it's like the worst type of uh, patronizing and um as as bad as it is for those specific individuals those are just a handful of, of people we as the the greater you know the greater whole we also get kind of short changed so look do the right thing man you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do and ultimately everybody is going to win um you know if they didn't do the push push things like like animal man yeah, I wouldn't even know that the, that type of storytelling was a damn option. Yeah. Um, and across the board, the again, I'll say it again. This one is not Mary Poppins. This one is me. Again, this there's the story that you're telling and the story that you want people to walk away from. The the, the ultimate point. Ultimately, uh, otherwise, then you're just pissing in the damn wind. And um, which is know, fun, that'll, but that'll have you. Yeah, it's warm time. for a minute, but like at some point, it's gonna get cold. But. Uh, in any case, that's all, that's all I got, Charlie. So any, any final thoughts on your part? Uh, again, whatever Chip writes, I, I'm going to read. Damn and straight, um, I'm also really, really impressed of anyone who's like, again, pulling a Thanos. And is like, I'm going to write it. 
I'm going to pencil it. Like, I'm going to do the covers. I'm going to do the lettering. It's also like, really... It's, he's I like don't Prince. Think... They're like, hey, Prince, who do you want on guitar? Me. Who do you want on drums? Also me. Who do you want on high heels? Oh, I'll give you one, Joyce. Me. Like, he is <laughs> they... just princing it up. Well, you know what's what's amazing about Prince, though, and I'll say this about Chip, there's something I will also always support, which is someone being able to bring their vision 100% unfiltered to life. There's there's uh, there's two type of creators in the world, those that work best solo and those like you who need a collaborator to really bring the shine out. Uh, where the real magic is made. You know, Batman gets all the credit, but let's be honest, Alfred's doing all the heavy bat lifting up in that motherfudger. John! Yeah. We had, some, we had some laughs. We talked through some articles. You coughed your little brain out, but you hit mute, so I love you so much for helping my edit later. The truth I, I is... There's a, nipples too. there's a few things you can do for us. Because this is a free podcast. We love doing it for free, but we want your support. We want people to be like Joker Stream over on Twitch and to yeah, bring Joker. in awesome people to hang out with us, to BS with us. Ambernator90 with the cutest dog as her, her, her picture. The more, the merrier in this crazy journey that we LS call U.S. Comics Guest. Your job right now is to go out rate comment subscribe we're available on youtube we're available on twitch we're available all over the podcast podcast space we come to you every wednesday with a nice and edited edition of the episode it becomes wednesday you got yourself an episode but most importantly almost every single wednesday night at around eight we hit the mics we come to you live you get to see my brother's beautiful hair you get to see my hair go all wild and you get to spend a little time with us talking about the best shit in the galaxy because we all know the best shit's the nerdy shit. Uh, but the most important thing is that there is tradition. Traditions need to be held, John. And there is a traditional way that we end this in every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. John, as your coffin. Oh, my God. Charlie does not want to wrap it up, and I am dying over here. Tell the beautiful Woo! people how we end this in every episode of U.S. Holy Comics shit. Cast. Turn the power on, turn the volume, and you gotta ooh, tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We out.